0: Hey, welcome to Late Night with Larry. We're here doing it once again for you all. Here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, Glad to be here. Uh, We're sitting
1: in beautiful Albuquerque, New Mexico, and it's blazing hot outside, so... It sure the heck is. So, get inside, get some liquid refreshment, and...
0: uh, listen to the podcast right sit back and have a listen all right but before we get started as usual we always tell you we're rebranding we're still in the process we'll keep you updated and you can still reach out to us at late night with Larry fifty five at gmail dot com, and you can also reach out to us at cryptidcrossroads five hundred five gmail dot com. Right, and no matter what um,
1: <clears throat> what platform you listen on, just remember to tap that app. That's right. Okay, before we get started, we're going to do a little toast here. We're going to do it a little differently, no, oh. because they. Uh, our wonderful laws have changed. We can't get the little miniatures anymore. Oh. So we will share a bigger <clears throat> one. You
0: can go first.
1: Oh, okay. Now, we're brothers
0: here, so. so. And this kills any coronavirus or whatever. Right.
1: Well, I was thinking more like his cooties, but. Mm. <laughs> uh. anyway, and it says right here, fire water. Ooh. That sure is fire water. Oh, my. Oh, Lord
0: have mercy. The things we do for you. That's right. So today we want to get back on our favorite topic, which is the squatching topic. Right uh,
1: now we were talking earlier about uh, last week's podcast about a uh, the hybrid alien hybrid program and um, how she mated with that human man. Right now <clears throat> to s- something similar. I, I remember hearing stories about how Sasquatch abduct women. Right. Now, I've seen pictures of the tr- this tribe where they claim that the women are abducted by Sasquatch, and some of the male members have, uh, I'd say, abnormally long feet. Right. There's, they have thick patches of hair on their body. Now, I, I don't know how tall these individuals are, but is that that's a possible hybrid program there?
0: It, it can be, and, and of course, throughout, you know, podcasting and doing our research, we've come across several theories where people do claim that, you know, that these creatures have human DNA mixed with some type of primate species. And I think there may be a grain of truth to it because these are the only primates that walk upright. Now, as we've said, people have seen them when they they walk, they walk upright like a man. But when they're really in the full force motion of running, they can run upright, but they really get across ground quick when they drop on all fours. I (laughs) guess like a chimpanzee would. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I, I've heard both stories, too, because uh, you hear people in cars when they see him across the road and he ran up that hill and they don't say anything differently than he ran.
0: Right. Then other people will say uh, he dropped on all fours and and he was gone. yeah, Like an ape does it like a gallop. Right. And and like some people that said they've seen him catch deer running. and And if you've seen a deer run. They're they're fast. A couple of bounces and that deer is gone. Right. Uh, and if these creatures drop on all fours, they could actually keep up and catch, overcome a deer.
1: So, but I, I think a lot of theirs is, uh, I don't know if they could keep up with the deer in full stride, but right. a lot of theirs is, um, they're predators, so they know how to cut them off or else right. they work together. One will uh, herd the deer toward them and then right. it, it's a short foot race that they could
0: win. Right. and And I agree with that. But...
1: Yeah, but, um, no, it's it's interesting. Uh, I, I've even heard the, the theory about aliens and uh, primates mating, and that's where we came from.
0: Right? I, I mean, no theory is too far-fetched in my book because I've seen some crazy stuff in this world. So, you know, when people tell me a theory like that, I... It, I don't really disregard it right away. I think about it. I'll try and do some research on it. But there's a lot of theories out there that, you know, that people lean toward us being seeded or mating with primates or whatnot. Now, science says that it could never happen because uh, the chromosomes, we couldn't mate with, uh, like, a chimpanzee and have a child and whatnot. But, you know... Who who knows if, if they truly did see this, like people some say, they, their technology is far above ours and it could have happened.
1: Right, right. They, they could have found a way, a loophole or something around right. that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I've heard a lot of those theories and I've also heard... Uh I don't know. I, I I try to listen to everything with a an open mind, but this one I want to call a crackpot theory. How a uh, some guy in I think it was Colorado, it was on one of these tabloids, <laughs> and he how he's saying that he made it with Sasquatch. And, <laughs> And she she took his seed and <laughs> but uh you know, who who am I to call him a liar? I wasn't there. That's right. I, I mean, because if it happened to me, I'd be like, could she rape me and you you'd be like, Shut up. Don't don't be talking like that. I could think you're crazy.
0: Right. No, and, and you know, people that do talk like that, uh, people think they're crazy.
1: Right. Uh well. Uh, pe- people also think uh, people who are abducted are crazy.
0: That's that's one of the biggest reasons why people don't come forward and tell their traumatic experience about abductions. Now, some people have traumatic experiences, some don't, and it's the same with Sasquatch encounters. Some people have traumatic experiences where they they they'll never enter the woods again, and some people don't. Where you know they say these creatures they weren't harmful. They they didn't usher us out like some some of them do you know they flank them and make sure you're out but it depends on which encounter you have but i think that goes back to what we've said in previous podcast about the different types um now there's stories from not only the natives but different cultures that there's two different types you know the 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 smaller ones that are the lower forest dwelling ones and and the much bigger ones that are the high mountain ones and uh different colors people have seen, different body shapes people have seen. Right,
1: right. So, now, I, I think it's like a similar their society, similar to human society, different shapes, sizes, colors, and I'm sure they all have their
0: unique um, personalities. Right. And I've even heard stories that they've said they've seen albino squatches, totally white right. hair, totally white.
1: Yeah, I've heard that also So. Now.
0: So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a possibility. I was I was watching uh, a video on and it was NVTV on YouTube and this was supposedly a nine foot squatch. It was a big one. And uh, I wish they would have had the video a little bit closer in because you could see it in the background and they slowed it down and you could see it walking through the background in the forest a little ways. And uh, it was huge. I, I'm like, man, that would that would have been uh, good footage if it would have been closer, clearer. Now, the thing is, where are you going to find a man that big to walk around in the forest to film your video? Right, exactly. Um, that's, that's my whole thing with some of these sightings. People say they're huge. I'm like, you know, we do have some big people on this planet, but not that many. <laughs> no, not, not that big, not no, to that extent. No, so... It was an interesting video, and and then another one that I was watching, supposedly one was peeking over looking at a man and his dog, and the dog was facing it barking, and you could just see something looking over his fence that was dark and hairy, and he said his fence was eight foot, and it's just peeking over like, with no problem. Wow. I was like, wow, so... It was, there's some interesting stuff with squatches out there, people.
1: Right, right, right. Now we have, like you said, we have a few people that big, but uh, the the thing I always see in breakdown videos is the
0: proportions of their arms and legs. Right. And that's uh, that's always the telltale That there. That is the telltale sign because, of course, they have longer arms than we do, and... uh Right, their arms and legs are almost the same length. Right.
1: Whereas our legs are a lot longer than our arms. Right. And a, a like a regular primate is opposite. Their arms
0: are a lot longer than their legs. Right. So this and, is something in between. Right. And I don't know about that. I think my arms are just as long as my legs. Now. <laughs> <laughs> They're both short. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got T-Rex syndrome, what can yeah. we say? Yeah. <laughs> so but, you know, we... uh. We haven't really gotten up to the, the mountains this year as much as we'd like to, uh, to you know, go out there and see if we could get some good personal encounters going again. Uh, you know, once COVID hit, it just it threw a wrench in everything. But we're getting back on track, and uh, we will be going back up more often now. Right. We we, we got a new tool, so we, we could go up anytime. That's right. And uh, well, no matter how hot or how cold it is, we'll be able to make that adventure and uh, we're hoping to get some good footage right uh,
1: now we went uh, a couple weeks ago but it's monsoon season here and right and that sounds kind of weird saying that here
0: in the desert but for the last couple weeks it has been raining pretty much every day it yeah. has and last time we were out there you know um we couldn't really hear anything because it was pouring down rain yeah um we still went and we we're hoping for something but that was an uneventful night because of the weather. About Right. But nonetheless, it's still good to go up there. It's
1: still you know, good to, go, still up up there. Good to uh, go up there. Uh, we saw a girl almost wipe out a four-wheeler
0: trying to get out of the rain. <laughs> no, yeah. no, we shouldn't laugh at yeah, that. I know, I know. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I was thinking, now that we're on the Sasquatch topic again, I was thinking again now because my, my stepson lives up in the Four Corners area where there's supposedly a hotbed of activity in the Farmington, New Mexico area. And I'm thinking about, you know, maybe taking a a little journey that way. Uh, They go to a certain lake, and I've seen the lake on the videos, and uh, I'm wondering if there's some activity around that lake. There might be, I'm not exactly sure about the lake you're talking about,
1: but... Uh, they they call it Farmington Lake. Okay. Well, well around the San Juan River Basin, a uh, lower Fruitland. Right. That's supposed to be a hot spot for Sasquatch. That's, and
0: there again, I think we need to kind of get a contact out in that area. Right.
1: And the area we're talking about is, it's right at the base of the Colorado mountains. That's right.
0: That's right. It, it's right before you enter into the mountains going to Durango, Colorado. Right. And... uh those are mountainous areas, people. Right. And uh, they got the ski resort there in Durango. So if you're listening and you're from that area and you have a Sasquatch experience, reach out to us. Or even uh, you could put us in contact with someone who has uh, had an experience out there or recommend a place for us to go. That's right, because I I would like to, you know, venture off into some different areas and see if we have any luck there. Right. We've had some good luck up in the Hamus with as we call it, weird occurrences, uh, unexplainable events. And uh, to this day, I don't know how to explain them. But I would like to also see if we could get some activity in different areas because when i was growing up you know i thought bigfoot there's only one in the world right. and <laughs> right, and right. he's going everywhere but <laughs> but now that i'm older and i've done my research i know that they're are little pockets tribes of these creatures and uh and i call them tribes because they they move like families small families and they move they're nomadic, right? right. You
1: know? well, well, I think they, they they refer to them as clans too. Right. So, but uh, yeah, I was the same way when I was younger. Thought, hey, there's a bigfoots. Man, that dude must be fast. Go all around the country, right? Man, <laughs> they they saw him in Kentucky yesterday. <laughs> right. But um, like you said, now that we are, we're older, we did our research and. Uh, I heard one man make a statement, and he was saying how uh, the, the Sasquatch, they, raim, they raid farmlands for food and right. stuff like that. And he said he believes the population is a lot bigger than people think. I, I and think he said so what, one day it might actually be
0: a problem. It, it may be, because you know what? These creatures are not hunted. Just like right now, if you ask farmers, because we don't hunt anymore, deer are becoming a problem in certain areas. Now, I know when I lived in Indiana, they would allow you to kill as many deer with your hunting tag as you wanted or you could get because the corn farmers and the farmers had problems with the the overpopulation of deer because no one hunts. And uh, they'd come in and just destroy crops like overnight.
1: Right now I have friends... uh They live in rural areas here in New Mexico, and the deer and elk are a nuisance. They have to get with the uh, game and fish to come and put... They call a... What do they call it? It's like a wildlife fence. Right. Basically, to keep the deer and elk out, because they go and, you know, they have fruit trees. they, They grow... Corn, squash, whatever they grow here. But uh, the deer and elk, they come and they eat it, and they're, they are just a nuisance. Right. And, I, I mean,
0: we shouldn't look at it as a nuisance, but we, we consume that food. And any time they take from our table, they're a nuisance.
1: Right. And I say...
0: It's just uh, fattening up for our table. Let them eat it. (laughs) It is. I'm like, you know, fatten them up and let's eat that meat. Because if you ever had deer jerky or elk jerky or elk steaks, oh, my God, that's uh, good stuff.
1: red chili with deer meat. Oh, that's that's, that's good stuff. That's
0: the best. Now, we say red chili, and those of you that don't know what red chili is, you need to kind of think we're in New Mexico. It's a different type of red chili than you'll find anywhere else in the world. Uh, I've been to California, the Mexican food out there is different. I lived in Texas, in El Paso, the Mexican food is different. We have what's called new Mexican food. And it's the best Mexican food you'll ever eat.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I know it's all pers- all your uh, point of view, but I, I agree on that. You know, yes,
0: I, I've been all around the world, and there's there's nothing like the food here. Oh no, I would I would be dying to come home on leave when I was in the military to eat some red and green chili. Ah, uh, that's just for you to think about. Get on the internet, do your research, and
1: or get on a plane. Everything's open.
0: That's right. Come and visit us. Let's go squat. Come on, man. Come on with it, people. But Back to the squatching. I was just thinking about the other day because uh, Todd Standing is always getting crap, and I've I've been seeing videos where not not only videos but like articles where people are debunking them, especially on this last one. What was it called? A searching for Sasquatch or uh, discovering discover, Bigfoot. Dis- discovering Bigfoot? And he had some really great footage. And uh, one scene, he's talking about the scouts. And the, the footage of the scouts, it's clear. It's the best footage I've ever seen. Yeah. But they're, like, taking a picture of of, of supposedly the man that was the scout, and they're matching him up. And I'm like, you know, can't we give this man credit that he actually does this? Now, uh, we, we've we heard, uh, you know, uh, Lee Stroud say to, when he went out with Todd Standing that everything was, that's a squatch, that's a squatch. Yeah. Maybe he does get a little carried away, but... i I I yet to see someone truly debunk that footage that
1: he got. Now, that was some good footage. Now, if you remember on that documentary also, that night he set the apples out on the tree. Mm -hmm. You could see the hand, like they crawled in. Big hand, grab the apple.
0: Now, there again, people are going to say, well, he had people out there. This is all staged. And we've already said to do that, you've got to have a big budget. Not only that, you've got to have people that are willing to go out there right and and do it now you will get people willing to do that but you know but he, when goes, you, he goes he <laughs> goes
1: far out there but when you're dishonest you do something like that it comes out right it comes out somebody it's always
0: going to have a leak somewhere it comes out and i know they've been trying since that documentary came out people have been trying to debunk the footage that he's had and and uh, and i think it's some of the Best footage I've seen. Now, do you remember in that documentary, the footage where right when he's in the snow area before they uh, take him out, the big one that's standing by the tree and then... With his back to him. Yes, and with his back to him. And that thing, I'm not kidding, that had to be about 12 feet tall. Yeah, at least. And you could see the shadow. Now, where are you going to get a man 12 feet tall with that kind of stature and you... Perfectly see the shadow if you pay attention. Those shoulders were at least three, four feet wide.
1: Right. And and the thing is, he, he left the camera in the same angle, and uh, he's trying
0: to show how tall it is. Right. He had to jump just to get where the shoulder Right. Came. We see his head, and I'm like, there's, there's no... His head was basically where the waist was. Right. And I was like, oh, my God. So, to me, that... Uh, I was convinced that that's good, genuine footage. Um, you may not be... Of course, we got our s- naysayers out there. No matter what you bring to them, you could bring a body to them, and they're still going to naysay right. and tell you this isn't a Sasquatch. And I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm skeptical,
1: but uh, I am very suspicious. So I, I try to look at the video. I'll, I'll usually watch videos several times, right? and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll decide for myself. I'm not going to listen to the commentary. I'm not going li- to read the Uh, What do you call it? The comments. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to form my own opinion. And then I'll go back and I'll read what other people had to say about it. And uh, like I said, uh, any smart person who knows anything about Sasquatch, they'll look at the. uh, Well, I don't have the software to do it, but,
0: you know, you could gauge pretty much the proportions, arms and legs, Mm -hmm. the length and. And being that we do what we do and we've spent all this time on the Internet reading books and doing our research about Sasquatch, that's what I look for. When when they show footage of Sasquatch, I, I look at the proportions. Not so much the features. I look at the arms, the legs.
1: Right, because that's one thing you cannot
0: fake. Right, no. And wh- as these creatures are moving, look at how the where the joints are placed. Uh, I mean, people, of course, they're like, oh, well, you could add arms like they do arm, in the movies. Arm extensions. But but watch where they bend, how they walk. Right. And, it, and that does say a lot.
1: Because if you add
0: arm extensions, of course, it'll give you
1: a few more inches, but your elbow don't change. That's right. Point, so this the, don't change.
0: The joint bending, the joint movement, that won't change no matter how long you put an extension on your arm is going to bend where it bends right and if you watch how these creatures move grab or as they're walking the movement you'll see the natural extensions of the legs and the arms and that's what and i've seen some videos and i'm like "Mm, that's highly suspect right but i've seen some that i'm like i don't know i i don't know i can't debunk it because it's so damn and if they did it i'm like this was good
1: (laughs) right but but you know, there's some videos where you can't really gauge the joints or the lengths.
0: No, no you can't.
1: <clears throat> but uh, there's other signs. You know, the the step, how their uh, their shin comes up a lot higher than us. Right. Uh, and you know, I have watched people walk, and that's that's true. You know, I never noticed it until they brought it out. Right. How when a sasquatch takes a step, his shin comes up a lot higher.
0: Right. It's 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 and basically. Uh, some of the, uh, I think it was the Russian scientists that are the ones that noticed it first. And they said, that creature walks like a cross country skier. So if you've ever been cross country skiing, you know how your leg has to bend. To get through the snow while they do this, regardless snow mud sand it doesn 't matter that 's their natural gait
1: and, and their natural gait is uh, to have bent knees, whereas we tend to straighten ours almost to right the straight uh, position
0: our our, our gate we come back what what they say maybe twenty five percent if that and and they do a 45, 40. 40 or 40 40, 45, 45. Yeah. so their gait, it's a it 's a different walk um. And to train, and you know, if any of you've watched the uh, the Monster Quest, where they tried to debunk the Patty the Patty film, Patterson Gimnum film, the 1967 film, which is popular, they couldn't do it. They couldn't get that man to walk like that. It just, right? He,
1: he couldn't. He, do he it. could take a few steps and mimic it, but he couldn't.
0: Uh, do yeah. it all now, the time it, 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 he couldn't and and they put him you know on on the green screen and everything and he tried he couldn't do it and but that creature did it for miles and like Bob Gimlin said they tracked that creature through the woods for miles and then it just disappeared they they don't know where it went uh, his story is interesting if you've never heard Bob Gimlin tell his story about that whole event uh, the way he tells it uh, he was scared. Yeah. <laughs> he was scared. They were all scared. Uh, not one wanted to be left uh, behind. They're like, well, don't, you're not going to leave me here. <laughs> and the reason is because you see one on film, but those weren't the only tracks they seen. Right, right. There were several around them.
1: Now, now the theory was uh, she was acting as a scapegoat right. to get their attention. That's why she stood in the open so long to maybe, maybe there was young in the area. The other ones were getting
0: them out of there while she was distracting them. And I think I think that is spot on because a mother, it doesn't matter whether it's a bear, a lion, a mother a, will... An sacri- auntie. Yep, an auntie for <laughs> all you rezies. So a mother will sacrifice herself for the love of her children. She really will. And I think that is true that there were youngsters around. But... Bob Gimlin said some of the other footprints that they found around there, that's why he was like, no, no, you're not leaving me. <laughs> uh, we're like 14, 16 inches in the mud. And uh there were three different types and three different sizes. And that's why he said there was more than one around him. Yeah. And the reason he didn't want to get left behind because he thought if if we shoot at this one, or if they're aggressive, he feared for his life. Uh, he won't say that, but he says it. The way he tells his story, he feared for his life. Right, right. And I, I would have, too. If I would have seen, like, three sets of prints, like one 16-inch, one fourteen inch and then maybe some smaller ones, i have been like, whoa, wait a minute. There's one but there's more than one set of prints. So There's more we're not seeing. Yeah, we're not seeing them. Where are they? And uh, if they could be that stealthy, and if they're angry and aggressive, they, they'll they take your life in a minute.
1: Right. Like like uh, I told you before, and going back to my encounter, one of our very first episodes, <coughs> we, we didn't even know they were around us right. until the one screamed. And uh, before we knew it, we heard the other one right behind us, so he could have flanked us. He could have had us all, and we wouldn't even seen
0: him coming. Uh, that's that's amazing, but it's scary because they're so stealthy, and everyone that has seen them. At least up close, to said they're stealthy. They're like I saw them one minute, and the next minute they were gone, but, nowhere to be found.
1: Right. But I, I think same as the deer principle, like we said, right. a few hops and they're out of and there. They're gone. Same with them, and and you know what? A, a lot of it is maybe they're not totally out of there. They know how to camouflage.
0: Right. And and like we talked about, uh, we we know our surroundings. I, I guarantee those creatures. They know the forest like the back of their hands and they don't know just one square mile they're nomadic and they get around they they know they know that forest probably hundreds of square miles of forest that they memorized
1: they walk it every day every, every day. night because they have to feed
0: right that's the that's their territory that's no different than sharks whales that travel the ocean and they they remember every little part where they've been in that ocean they use they have their trails in the water, and it's amazing if you see how sharks and whales and just the the sea creatures themselves use the currents and the way—they they just know where they're at in the ocean. Right. Are you kidding? Right. Now, it's kind of like um, <clears throat> I drive the same route
1: to work every day. Right. Now, you were an over-the-road truck driver for a while, and you I'm sure you drove the same route more than once— you start, okay, I know where I'm at because I've seen this. There's going
0: to be a pothole coming right. up. Yeah, exactly. You know saying? You, you recognize the markers. You've been through it so many times. You're like, oh, I know right there. Yeah. And they do. They're probably like, oh, here comes the dead fir tree or blah, blah. So, yeah. He, what, just
1: around the corner are them two brothers that come up here and right. drink Light. Like. As, as they
0: go down, they're like, "Oh, here's those two assholes again." Yep, let's let's throw a bottle at them, right? <laughs> but no, I, I think those creatures know the forest inside and out. As to where we would, we're not up there as much. And and a matter of fact, a lot of people get intimidated and scared, and that's why they get lost in the right. forest. And and let's face it,
1: even if you're a hunter or a, an avid outdoorsman. That is not our environment. It's not. You may think, oh, I, I know my way around, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it takes nothing to get you turned around.
0: You know, and I'm going to say at one time it kind of was in our. It was our environment because we were pioneering. We were moving back and forth. We were settling this country. So at one time people were out there, but now that we've got cities and we're sedentary and But even then, it it wasn't our our environment. We were (coughs) carving
1: a path through it for others to follow. Now, the first ones I went through were some brave people. Right.
0: But uh, it it was never really our environment. Now, here's my thing. Everyone, if you've been educated in the United States and through history, we all know about Lewis and Clark. Right. the, The explorers that helped make some of these trails where trade was possible. Um, and you're right, we stuck to those trails, they didn't deviate, uh, and that's what they were for, they're like, don't deviate, just go on this trail, it'll take you here, but I wonder what Lewis and Clark seen as they were coming through the territories, doing their exploring.
1: Right, I I, I can imagine, yeah.
0: I wonder if they encountered squatches. They may have, just like, uh, was it Teddy Roosevelt that did? Teddy Roosevelt did, yep, on a hunting expedition, uh. I wonder how many squatches and how many times they had encounters. Uh, and I think they had to because they were in they were in virgin territory. No right. one's ever been in these forests. But at the time,
1: even if uh, maybe they didn't have any real good visual sightings, but I'm sure they heard noises that they couldn't explain, but you know, they probably didn't know what a squatch was at the time, right. so they couldn't say, "Oh, we heard squatches." They might just write it off to forest noises, you know, this is a, a foreign terrain. We don't know what kind of animals are right. really
0: here. And let me let me retract that. Uh, it, for Lewis and Clark, it was virgin territory. But for the tribes that lived around the areas, it was not. They was not and they did have stories about squatches. Uh, but I, I, I would just, you know, we always say if you could go back in history, I think that would be one of the times that I'd like to go back and talk to Lewis and Clark after they made their expedition and say, so, on a different note, what else did you see out there? <laughs> right. But like I said,
1: they uh maybe they didn't get any real visual sightings, but they've they heard the noises and nighttime sightings uh, were sure. they, they couldn't uh well they they've never maybe they never heard a story of a squatch before. Uh-huh. So <coughs> a lot of that won't process in your mind. i I've, I've heard stories of people who've heard of squatches, but yet when they see one, they're just froze like a deer in the headlights because their mind cannot process that because right. they didn't learn about them in school. They don't have that picture imprinted in their mind. It's
0: total foreign to them. Right. I get that. I get that. Uh, and that's probably the the day I get to have my encounter. Even though I've seen all these videos, I'll probably still freeze.
1: Right. Then I'm going to know the day he has an encounter because I'll go see him at the crazy house. He'll be in a straight jacket. <laughs> and I'll be rocking back and forth. I'll uh, <laughs> be like, what's the
0: matter? I'll be like, I saw it. I and saw it. And they'll be
1: like, give him a shot. One too many podcasts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, that's our topic for tonight. We just wanted to get back on the squatching topic. Now, I know if you're listening and you're a constant follower of us, we did touch on the alien topic quite a bit, but you know what? That was recent news, and uh, it's big news, and it's still continuing to be big news because so many people are having sightings, and uh, now that the government has said a lot of the things in the sky, we don't know what they are or where they come from, and they want to write it off as other countries... And I don't think that that is correct because... The bottom line is they're still blowing smoke. That's right. They're blowing smoke up our ass. And uh, But with squatches, yeah, it is what it is, people.
1: Right. It is what it is. You've either seen them or you haven't. You either believe or you don't. It's not our job to make you believe. We just want
0: to tell you what we know. That's right. And uh, we hope you enjoyed what we brought to you tonight and keep following us stay tuned and hopefully we get out there and we get some more personal experiences that we can bring to you
1: right now you gave them the new email right i
0: did okay so we're expecting to hear from you either way either way and i did hear from someone and i i, I shot you an email back so waiting to hear back from you all right anyway thanks for listening people right and this is for you Take care. Peace out.